1: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
2: Hello everybody, it's Shep Hyken here and we are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio and I'm very excited because we're doubling up on the guests today. We don't have just one guest, we have two guests and they are the co-authors of Digital Customer Service Transforming Customer Experience for a oh my gosh I can't my I can't even read my own <laughs> writing for an on-screen world and boy if we have not had the experience of being on screen in the last year and a half I don't know what's happened there. But digital customer service has become more and more important today. We're going to get into that in just a moment. And the authors, by the way, Dan McKelly and Rick Delisi are going to talk to us about, oh, digital customers. And by the way, I don't care what you do. If you're a huge company or even a solo entrepreneur, you need to understand the digital experience that the customer wants from your organization. All right, before we get into the show, a couple of quick announcements. Uh, Number one, if you've got an amazing customer service story that you'd like to share or a question that you'd like to ask, you can send it to any of the social media channels because I am just about everywhere. And if you do that, make sure if it's a question you use, hashtag AskShep, I'll either answer answer the question right there on this show or on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, C-Suite, and uh, now on YouTube. Why not YouTube? Just go to BeAmazing.tv. All right, let's jump right into it. We're going to talk about digital customer service. Rick and Dan, hello.
1: Oh, hey, they say a hello a first. oh, they said it together.
0: Okay. <laughs> we'll so go. say it simultaneously.
2: <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dan, we'll start with you. Say hello.
1: Hello. How are Rick? you, Chef? Chef <laughs> greetings, my friend.
2: <laughs> All right. So this is great. Um, you know, and I love it. Rick, you also wrote or co-wrote a book with Uh, that I think is one of the greatest books, which actually was an inspiration for me. One of the great books in customer service and truly the customer support world titled The Effortless Experience. And I just want to mention that that book inspired me to do a little further research and realize that yours was the only book ever written about this topic, but it only covered the one area of customer support. Primarily that was the focus. Would you agree?
1: Yes. When we are asked... What is the one misgiving you have or what's the one weakness of the book, The Effortless Experience? The reality is we had only just begun to explore the impact of customer effort on the digital experience at the time we wrote the book. Mm. A, lot, a lot has changed since then. Yeah. And that that prompted me, by the way,
2: to write a book about all the other parts of the business journey that the customer has. And we call that the convenience revolution. So Rick, you have been an inspiration. So thank you, Dan. Dan. Don't know you so well. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no, but Dan, I, I love the, this new book that you have coming out. So let's just start right off the top, the digital customer service experience. Define it for me. Define it for our audience.
0: Yes. So digital customer service is effectively making sure that every single customer interaction that a business has takes place on-screen or has a component of what we call on-screen enhancements, okay? Now, on-screen enhancements can be on-screen automation, can be on-screen collaboration, or can be on-screen communication. So those are the pillars of digital customer service. And really, the concept is finding ways to introduce these enhancements into every single interaction that we have with customers because that's where customers are today. They are on screen. And the experience that we can achieve by meeting them on screen uh, hits on every single KPI that you can possibly imagine, right? Hits on the effectiveness of the interaction. It hits on the efficiency of the interaction and it hits on the uh, experience of the interaction. So all around good things when we transform interactions to on screen.
2: Now would you define or put as part of that definition, digital customer service is self-service or is there a component? Uh, I know that if you have chat on screen, that's human to human interaction, but for the most part, would you call it self-service?
0: Yeah, so really what we're talking about is the actual interactions that are happening back and forth with the customer. So self, basically what, what is layered on top of the self-serve experience
2: as you call it. Right. And maybe I, I should have asked it a different way. How much of it is human to human interaction versus a different type of interaction, either artificial intelligence infused chatbots or right. finding uh, their own answers in a knowledge base or seeing video tutorials?
0: So the way that we think about it is as soon as there is, an, it, when we say a sort of a, an exchange between the business and the consumer, meaning I'm having a dialogue of some kind, right? That's where we go and that's where we're moved into customer service. When you're self-serving, you're not necessarily performing customer service, that's a self-serve experience. Mm -hmm. Now, to your point, it doesn't necessarily imply that it has to be a human to human interaction, right? Uh, There are certainly dialogue and discussions that happen between businesses and consumers that are using AI, right? And the beauty of digital customer service or really the focus of uh, DCS as it pertains to the virtual or the human uh, types of interactions is finding the right balance depending on what it is that the, the, cons- the customer is looking for at that moment. We have a great uh, diagram in the book that talks about the autonomy uh, exp- expectation, the, the autonomy uh, preference and the exploration preference of the customer. So effectively, how much are they intending to explore? And how much do they believe that they can do this on their own? And that should dictate really how much automation we're introducing,
2: and how much human to human interaction we're introducing right? The best companies have figured out the balance between digital. So I've always separated digital from human to human, but it sounds to me, and, and we'll let Rick answer this, if you're now incorporating that human to human interaction into the digital experience at a deeper level uh, beyond, I mean, to me, human to human is a chatbot. It's the phone. It's even social media as you're interacting with a person and not a chat or, or artificial intelligent answer, if that makes sense, uh, knowing when to make that jump from digital exclusively uh, non-human to human. Is that, am I making sense with that? Now, is that more of a statement than a question, Rick?
1: <laughs> it's both, and they're both accurate. The biggest myth that we hear when people in companies start thinking about digital customer service is that it means there's never any human interaction and everything is automated and everything is handled by AI and bots. Well, the reality is virtually every service experience starts as self-service. If you're on a company's mobile app, if you're on a company's website, you have begun a self-service journey. The question then becomes, At any point in that journey of you trying to find out what you need or get done what you want or resolve an issue that you have, do you need some human help? And what we describe in the book is a platform that intuitively envisions whether or not this customer at this moment needs any additional help. And if so, it's provided to them, either through AI and a bot that can take them potentially to the end of their journey or... A human contact. But if that human contact happens, it happens in a completely different way because it doesn't require the customer to stop what they were doing in the digital world and start all over again with a phone call. That's seamless. That disconnect between I already began a digital journey and now I have to completely abandon it and start a whole new phone journey. That disconnect, we believe, is the leading cause of customer effort in today's world.
2: Yeah, having to repeat the story again and again, whether it's starting out digital, going to human to human. By the way, this is an interesting stat that comes straight out of our research of, of North American consumers that forty one percent choose to go to digital self service options first. But here's my point on this: they go to like uh, frequently asked question knowledge bases, they go to uh, video tutorials uh, IVRs, chatbots, etc. I think what happens is they go to a website, see that they can get the information if they want to choose to do it themselves and say, you know what? I'm going to try that before I have to make the phone call, be put on hold, have to talk to somebody, repeat my answer to someone else, which actually leads me to another stat that when we asked if you'd rather go to the dentist or call customer support, they said, I'd rather go to the <laughs> dentist 48% of the time. So <laughs> But uh, I digress on that one. But I think the first stat, though, 41% choose digital first. I don't know if they're choosing digital first or they found it. But what they did do first was go to the website.
1: Yes. And if they went to the website, even just to find the phone number, they've already begun a digital journey. So Mm -hmm. we would argue that your stat probably is a little bit limited because the only exceptions to a digital journey would be a customer who dialed the phone number without ever looking at any screen ever, even to get the phone number. What percentage of customers is that? People calling based on a phone number off the back of a billing statement or something they saw on a billboard? I mean, we would argue that's probably less than 10% of interactions start as a pure phone call.
2: Right, I agree. And although 59% said they would prefer to call the company and talk to a live customer service agent, beyond using self-support options. They may go to the website first to get the phone number. But yeah, you're right. They're looking up the phone number. They're finding it somehow, some way. All right, the book, it's titled Digital Customer Service, Transforming Customer Experience for an On-Screen World. It is out right now. You need to go to Amazon. The authors, Rick Delisi and Dan McCulley. And we're going to take a short break and we're coming right back. This is Amazing Business Radio hi Shep Hyken your customer service and experience expert and I'm excited to tell you about my new book I'll be back how to get customers to come back again and again now this book is packed with idea after idea on how to just as the title implies, get your customers to come back in the book you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers now both are great but there's a big difference you also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll be back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. The book ships out in September, but purchase it today and you'll get instant access to the ebook at no extra charge. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.IllBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www. I'll be com.
1: You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert Shep Hyken.
2: We're back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Dan McKelly and Rick Delisi about their newest, latest, and greatest book, highly recommended Digital Customer Service, Transforming Customer Experience for an on-screen world. Very excited about it. Hey, let's let's talk about this because the habits of customers have definitely changed. Their expectations, their behavior, everything that that has that we knew prior to the pandemic started to shift. Now, right when the pandemic happened, there was this incredible influx of customers wanting to call. They just wanted to talk to somebody, <laughs> even if it was just about how their day was going. Well, maybe not quite that, but they preferred the human to human connection. But very quickly, they started to go back and find out the positivity and the uh, better experience they might have going digital. So let's start there with what changes have happened in the last year or two due to uh, this whole pandemic and really how it's driving a
1: better digital experience. I wish I knew who quoted this, but it's something that stuck in my mind and I bet all of us can relate to it. The impact of the pandemic is that it made us all digital natives. Whether you were a person who lived your life on your screen before the pandemic or not, we we all are now. We are all always within an arm's reach away from some screen or another, virtually 24 hours a day. So we live very much in an on-screen world. The issue is when customers have some sort of a situation that requires human assistance, there typically isn't an on-screen option available for that. So what ends up happening? You start a digital journey, you get halfway through, then you have to abandon everything you've done and start all over again by making a completely separate phone call. That just doesn't make sense in a world of digital nativity. I mean, we're we're now living in an on-screen world and yet the vast majority of companies are still living in this in-between world of some parts of the experience being on the phone and other parts being on the screen. It's time for companies to transform to an all on-screen world, even when human contact is required. Do you
2: suggest that they're still, well, let me me back up. Uh, I'm currently dealing with a company that sent me a notice in error. And I have tried to figure out, first of all, I responded to it. And I said, there's a pretty good chance this is not going to get to who it needs to if I simply respond to this email notice. And of course, I was right because it came back saying this email is undeliverable. It's not a, you know, it's just a place that they send out emails. So now I've gone onto their app. I've gone on the website. I've tried to find a way to connect to a human. Can't find it. What's going, and that's too extreme. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would argue Shep that how, how was the notice delivered to you?
2: Via email.
0: Okay. So w- normally what would happen is you would get that notice right? And you would try to go in in on these digital experiences that you mentioned, either the app or the website and try to self-serve and figure it out. You can't- And the first thing
2: I did though was respond to the email. And it said undeliverable, right? Well, then it came back and I had a feeling it might do that because it, you know, you know how it says no reply at the name of the company. I thought, "Ah, I'm just going to try it anyway, because what do they want me to do? Leave this channel and go to another channel. (laughs) It just created friction, right? (laughs) Aren't we looking, Rick, for the effortless experience? They've just created extra effort. All right, back to you, Dan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I was gonna suggest is that ultimately what you would want the experience to be for the customer in that scenario is if they do want to have a conversation, that it should be on the screen. So if you had at the bottom of the email, the ability to click a button and immediately launch a voice conversation with somebody at the company who would have full context of that email because that's the link, link that you click, not a phone number that you dialed in isolation somewhere, but that's the link that you clicked. And immediately based on that, they would have that very email pulled up and they would know exactly what you're calling about. And you would be on the screen, just like when you're having a Zoom conversation and you shut off your video and you're just doing the voice conversation on your screen, that's the experience that you can deliver today to consumers through those digital experiences that they are already having. So if I go to the website, immediately clicking a button and being able to start a conversation with somebody. If I get that email, immediately clicking a button and being able to start a conversation with somebody instead of disconnecting it into a completely different world, which is that off-screen world.
2: Does that make sense? So It makes total sense and I like it. How expensive is this for somebody to do? In other words, I'm asking because I know many of the people who uh, listen in on this show, some of them are very large companies. Some of them work for large companies. Uh, you know, they're not executives, they just work there. And they, some are, but some people have small businesses. Is this something a small business can implement easily? Absolutely.
0: This is something that a business we've seen in our research businesses of all different shapes and sizes implementing digital customer service. It's very accessible, no matter what the size of the business is. You know, there are methods that you can use in order to transform to this model progressively, introducing components of it over time and graduating to uh, fully digitally transforming your customer interactions.
2: And your book is gonna take us step-by-step step through this process.
0: Exactly, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we have found is that there was no roadmap for this. You know, everybody, the, 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 one of the biggest points we make in the book that is that digital customer service uh, has is a monster noun. It's something that, that, that it means so many different things to, to different people, right? And ultimately what we wanted to do was distill it to its essence and provide a, a, a taxonomy first and foremost, vocabulary and terminology that we can use within this realm to really communicate clearly what is digital customer service. And then it's a playbook and a guidebook for organizations of all different types to evolve to this model, away from focusing entirely on these phone interactions to progressively migrating towards digital, regardless of if that means messaging and bots or voice and video, doing so with a digital first mindset.
1: Before Dan and I committed to writing this book, we thought, man, this seems like a pretty good idea, but I bet someone's already written a very similar book. And so we searched high and low, only to discover that no one had. This is such an obvious consideration for companies and organizations of all sizes. It seems like somebody should have written this book already, and it turns out no one has. So That then became our obligation to write this book because it's exactly what so many organizations need right now. Yeah,
2: and and I think that's really important. Um, And again, I want to emphasize, I don't care how big or small you are. I don't care if you're B2C or B2B. Customers have learned what the digital experience is. They've learned what the best digital experiences are. All you've got to do is go to Amazon and and you've got total control of the situation. If you run into a problem and you go to their customer support, they will take you through different windows. And at a certain point in time, if they feel it's important to talk to you, you click a button, they leave the screen, I get it. And they call you. And it's amazing about the moment you click that button. I don't think two, three seconds go by and the phone rings and uh, you, you put in your phone number and there's somebody picking up exactly where you left off. To me, that's the epitome of the balance between digital and, and uh, human to human. But you're also saying it doesn't even have to be on the phone. It could be right there in the app, which by the way, if, if you're using your mobile phone and you're using, it is in your phone, but it's just not your traditional pick up the phone, dial it, you know, the typical phone we have sitting, well, who even has a phone at home anymore? You're at the office. We still have phones. I wonder how much longer that's going to be. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's not so much what device am I using, but it's the disconnection of the experience. Um, We wrote an essay in the book called Get Your Frontline People to Stop Saying This One Question. And the question is, how may I help you? How could that possibly be a bad question? I mean, that's the question that's kicked off every customer service interaction since the Stone Age. How may I help you? But in a DCS interaction, because the customer's already logged in through your website or an app, because they've already begun to search for something or they're looking to resolve some kind of an issue, the person who picks up on the other end shouldn't have to ask you what you're there for because they should already know. They should know who you are And they should know what you're trying to accomplish. And when that happens to the customer, it's a completely different experience. One of the taglines we're using is, same two people, same conversation, completely different experience. So it's much more of a VIP experience when the person you as a customer are talking to already knows who you are and has a pretty strong sense of what it is that you're looking for. What could be better than that versus how may I help you? Which starts the interaction all over again.
2: Yeah, I love it. So really what's happening is it's not how may I help you, it's, hey, I can see you're doing whatever, or you have a question about this, or you're struggling here. So let's talk about it, or let's work it out, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yes, not just I can see that you're trying to do this or looking for this answer, but hi, Mr. Hyken. Great to have had you as a customer for the last eight years. Glad we have a chance to talk. It looks like you're trying to solve this problem. I'm here to help you with that. That setup feels so completely different to customers. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. For everyone who's familiar with the work that we did in the effortless experience, the big surprise is that customer effort which is the single biggest predictor of a customer's future loyalty after a service interaction is only formed one third by what customers have to do in a service interaction, but two thirds on how it feels to that person. So that feel side, that subjective, emotional, right brain side of a service experience is so important. And when a person comes into your world onto your screen and says, hey, Mr. Eiken. Good to have you. I can see you're trying to work out this issue. I'm here to help you. Think about how different that feels. Yep.
2: All right. We are down to the final moments. And usually I have the one thing question. Well, today, since there's two of you, we're going to have two things, but each of you only get one. So uh, Dan, we'll let you take a stab at it. What's the one thing that you want this audience to remember or know? You can tie it to the book, Digital Customer Service, or you can just emphasize something we've already talked about.
0: I think the fundamental thing that we want people to come away with here is that digital customer service, lowercase digital, lowercase customer, and lowercase service is not the same as DCS, as the acronym for digital customer service. This is a very specific framework that includes a series of of tools that an organization can use to transform to this model. Ultimately, Um, We've distilled down everything that is around the space of customer service and how it's practiced in today's world to a methodology, a methodology that includes anchoring in the screen. So making the the focus of all of customer service on screen enhancements. And that's really what I want to leave the audience with, which is, you know, there's a model, there's a playbook now that you can use. Uh, to to evolve to this you know to evolve to this new age of customer service, which
2: is a digital first approach. Great. And Rick, you can either agree, disagree or give us something new.
1: Well, I fundamentally I agree, agree. With all of that. But here's <laughs> here's one more thing to think about. What does it mean to be customer centric? You know virtually every organization says we're trying hard to become more customer centric. We're obsessed with our customers. We live for our customers. Well, if you're really customer centric, look at the way your customers live. All of us, we live all day every day on our screens. So how is it possible that US companies alone are receiving more than 1 billion customer service phone calls every year? If you're still enabling or even expecting your customers to call you when they have an issue or they need your help, you can't claim to be customer centric in today's world.
2: Boom big one. That's a strong one to end with. All right. The book, again, Digital Customer Service, Transforming Customer Experience for an On-Screen World by Rick DeLisi, who you just heard from, and Dan McKelly, who you heard just prior to that. It is available now everywhere books are sold. Rick and Dan, thanks for being on the show. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Love having you guys. And uh, really, you've gotten to know each other a little bit in the past, and I look forward to much more in the future.
1: Thanks. Thank you so much, Shep. Thanks, Shep. All right, everyone. That,
2: thanks, Dan. That wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We'll be back next week. We'll have another amazing interview. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.